This is Hometown Mornings News and Views. Comments and opinions expressed are of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect those of Sunrise Broadcasting. Your participation is welcome. The Hometown Morning Hotline is now open at 715-298-9888. And when calling, please turn your radio down. And now, this morning's edition of News and Views. And joining us this morning for News and Views, the keeper of the Packer postmortem, and the man who not only substitutes for a plethora of radio hosts in Madison. Now, do you ever get over to Milwaukee, Matt Kittle? Oh, I certainly do. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, with the, uh, the whole uh, family of radio stations between Madison and Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're not doing an extraordinary job as a replacement host, you are an investigative reporter from the MacGyver Institute. You can find him email-wise if you want to talk about waste, fraud, or abuse at mkittle at MacGyverInstitute.com. Well, there wasn't much calm over the Thanksgiving weekend because there's so many things going on and uh, every time I see another story it's another revelation about somebody who's done something nefarious or generally not nice including Matt Kittle some things that you've been digging into having to do with issues and I mean really big issues. You know, if we were talking about this the way uh, the late Ed Sullivan would, oh, we got a really great issue for you, a really great issue for you. A Uh, really big issue, a really big issue. What's number one on the Matt Kittle hit parade for this week, having recovered from dealing? Did did you see the video, by the way, of the eight-point deer down in Janesville? that seems to have become so domesticated that he literally goes up. And the hunter's got like a seven-minute video of him rubbing his horns all over, ripping his pants, whatever. And he basically couldn't get the deer to go away. I was going to say that it's just, to my mind, uh, I I mean, I'm glad that the uh, hunter didn't have the, you know, the, the heart to shoot the equivalent of Bambi, you know, so to speak. But, no, that's uh, how the Democrats feel about Al Franken. They just can't get him to go away. <laughs> There's nothing domesticated about uh, the Minnesota senator, though. And it's funny because, you know, I was thinking about this. You know, we always have the, the presidential pardon of the turkey. Yes. It's tradition. It's been that way since Abraham Lincoln. And when, when Tad brought his, uh, his turkey over to his presidential father. But uh, I was thinking about that. Um, do you think that President Trump pardoned the turkey, turned to the bird, and said, "You're welcome"? I waiting for a thank you, perhaps. I I don't know gobblees, so I don't know if he got <laughs> thanked or not. But I do you know, like the UCLA guys. Oh yes, yeah, you know, but 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 he should have been brought back at least. Uh, uh, to to preserve the baller brand, he, he should have been brought back on Air Force One. <laughs> there you go. There's an attitude. Yeah, I tell you what. Yeah, every every day, it is a new, like you say, it's a new revelation. And uh, I said it last week. It's 
it is a remarkable time because either we have the loss of a celebrity, you know, uh, somebody from the world of, of Hollywood or rock and roll or what have you. All of our rock and rollers are getting up there, so we're losing one of these folks. Or uh, we're finding out that uh, one of these uh, celebrities has committed uh, something awful, and that's certainly going on in, in politics today. There is a reckoning, as uh, has been uh, described. I'm not sure if some of our old standard hits will be uh, facing their reckoning. I mean, there's some talk that the left, uh, the progressives, will will deal with Bill Clinton finally after 40 years of uh, of allegations, not just allegations and accusations, but actual offenses. We'll see if that happens. But politics is just littered on the right and the left with all kinds of nastiness today that go above and beyond the usual political nastiness. Well, I bring... I, I... I, I bring up this subject with trepidation because I have talked about my experiences very openly, things that I've shared on air that I never even shared with my own family. And it was finally having the courage to do it with only a microphone in front of me. But part of what gets to me is the way in which some of the apologies occur, which I think is in due to three words. And I mentioned this with a guest earlier today who talks about the subject of sexual harassment, sexual abuse, assault, and it's called statute of limitations. Mm -hmm. And I look at certain things and I wonder whether or not the statute of limitations ought to be changed. Because, let's face it, there are some serious crimes, Matt, beyond this even, that you have been reporting about. And when I see the new MacGyverInstitute.com website and the Black Friday crime wave, I was just appalled. Now, I did happen to go out a little bit because uh, we had some more technology deaths in the bunker. Uh and I suddenly go to one of the machines, and it's been running, and it didn't run it no more. The hard drive is gone. So I actually went out later Black Friday into one of the big box stores looking at the hordes of unwashed people out trying to find bargains. And then I find out that we have prices that are too low. Matt, this is such a crime wave issue. That only I'm just you. Glad can... that Joe Friday isn't here to see this, buddy. Oh my goodness! You, you remember what his best line was? Uh, he had a many, many best lines. Uh, what, 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 what did you say? Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Just the facts. Yes. That's what the are the facts of this Black Friday crime wave that has? I mean, did I even see the mascot for Target behind bars? Oh, yes, indeed. And, and perhaps you were an accomplice like, uh, you know, thousands and millions of consumers out there in the state of Wisconsin. Of course, everybody enjoys a good Black Friday deal more and more, apparently based on the parking lot at Walmart about 6 p.m. on uh, Thanksgiving evening. They enjoy a good uh, Turkey Day deal, too. And now we've got Cyber Monday, so there's all sorts of stuff going on. Here is the problem in Wisconsin, they go. 
We have something called a minimum markup law, otherwise known as the Unfair Sales uh, Act. And basically what it is, is it's a relic law from the Great Depression that serves as a protectionist piece, um, basically raising the amount that consumers pay uh, by 6 to 9%, ultimately 9%, on certain items like gasoline, cigarettes, alcohol. And it specifically says you cannot offer uh, these sorts of deep discount deals that we see on Black Friday, or the retailer has to pay a fine. Now, I'm just wondering, and we're all wondering here at MacGyver, how many uh, accomplices we have to those crimes out there. Now, we say, all oh, that facetious. Nobody's going to jail on that. And Obviously, the minimum markup law on Black Friday and during certain periods of time is not equally implemented, and certainly the the charges are not equally distributed. But we have people, retailers in this state, uh, convenience store owners, for instance, who are charging less for gasoline than is allowed, and they pay significant fines for that. You can be, you can face some, some pretty dramatic fines for offering gasoline, for instance, at a lower price than what is uh, expected under the minimum markup laws. We, we have had some gasoline wars, border wars in Michigan and Wisconsin. But if you go too low, Michigan, by the way, has had, you know, dollar ten gasoline prices. Wisconsin can never compete with that because based on this antiquated law, it's always set in place. It so is So basically totally we have people market. smuggling full tanks of gas across state lines. Yes, we do. We have oddly enough, people who live uh, on the border of states like uh, um, Michigan or Illinois or Iowa, they're going across and they're getting their gasoline there. They're smuggling in their gasoline. Not really, once again, being facetious about this, but it's a really See, I'm used to dealing with this law. problem when I was growing up in Pennsylvania because mm-hmm. the state of Pennsylvania controlled the liquor industry. They were called yeah. state stores. And people would be seen coming across the bridge from New Jersey with very, very low scraping the ground trunks. And what do you think they were smuggling across state lines to beat the revenuers at the state stores? Little Debbie snack cakes? Try again, Matt Kittle. Try again. <laughs> oh, I see. Booze and lots of booze. That's what you're saying. Yeah, That's what and you're that implying. was illegal in Pennsylvania if you went to another state to buy it and bring it back. Now, mm-hmm. I was well below the drinking age, but I remember the state stores. And the state controlled everything but the beer sales. This was yes. a, 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 a state-run industry. Yeah. In, 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 and that's basically what we have in the minimum markup. We do not have a free market. And here is the real sticking point for conservatives who believe in a free market. You have lots of Republicans who claim to be free market conservatives who stand by this law, who won't let any reforms to this law move forward. And that is a grave disservice to the notion of free market capitalist conservatives Uh, It is a grave disservice to consumers and the free market in general. It's a law 
that has to go, but there's so much money from these, you know, the usual suspects in the retail industry trying to protect this law. I mean, why wouldn't they? They get they get a nine percent markup on their products. Why why wouldn't they? But it's really hurting consumers, and it's really hurting the free market in Wisconsin. It's time to change. Well, I love the article about uh, the officer. Uh... <laughs> Hutchinson. <laughs> I have no idea. That's our I didn't... good friend Bill Osmolsky, I believe. Okay, Captain Captain Bill. Mistaken. Only Captain Bill could come up with that. Every That's time I right. think of him, I think of uh, uh, Deadliest Catch, and I'm waiting to see Captain Bill there. I could just <laughs> I, I could just see though, Matt, when we take a look at this. See, do you remember the number 38 and Standard Oil? Do you remember this? 38 from... and Standard Oil. Is this going to be one of those references that's going to even elude this old guy? All right. Before we take a break and come back, once upon a time, there were monopolies in the oil industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Gilded Age, the 19th century. Right. And then there was John Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. And he worked with beads of solder. And he kept reducing the number of beads of solder needed to seal an oil barrel. And finally, he found that if he used exactly 38 beads, if my memory serves me correctly, and no, I was not there, be kind, Matt, it wouldn't <laughs> leak. 37 beads of solder, and it leaked. 38, and it didn't. And he saved millions of dollars with that bead of solder. Now, this is the guy who would drop the price of oil until he drove the competitors out, then he'd get the monopoly, and he'd raise the price because there was no Sherman Antitrust Act or other things. So there was a time when it was the equivalent of the Wild West even on Wall Street. I get that point where big people can drop their prices with no minimum markup, drive everybody out of business, and then engage in monopolistic practices. On the other hand, those people who are trying to compete on price because there's no such thing as customer service at all in the mind of the consumer, especially on Black Friday, uh, somewhere along the line we've got to deal with this. And you're saying that there are people who are obstructing removing or even changing lower markup law in Wisconsin. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. Do we have Do we have the posters? To put up of it. the suspects? Uh, yes, next to the line uh, 38, 38 solder. Yes, 38 <laughs> solder. <laughs> Win with Ford, 38 solder, all the great uh, lines from American history. No, you raise a good point. I know you got to get to a break, but let me t- tell, you, tell you about this quickly. That is why the proponents of that's the big excuse. That's the big defense, the proponents of minimum markup. They, they, they talk about that. They talk about these things in history where, you know, we'll have monopolies if we don't mark up the prices. Mom and pop stores will go out of business, and it is a load of malarkey. And you know who says it's a load of malarkey? Malarkey? The Federal Trade Commission. And malarkey. Malarkey who heads <laughs> up the Federal Trade Commission, of course. No, this is, and, and this isn't just, it, it, for, for those who are keeping political score, this isn't just the Trump administration, Federal Trade Commission. This is the Obama administration, Federal Trade Commission. This is the Bush uh, era, Clinton era, Federal Trade Commission. 
those sorts of practices are very rare. When they do happen, they're easily spotted and they're easily corrected. We do not need artificial restraints on the market to deal with pricing. It's just, it's a relic of the Great Depression. It's a relic of the past. It needs to go. Which reminds me, Senator Ted from the other side would be saying today, when I got there, minimum markup and inflated prices were gone. There you go. We need to take a break, if nothing else, for me to go to the corner of my round room. We'll be back with more Matt Kittle news and views after this. Talking about flu prevention at 745, Race Latin, Joseph Project, 815 Coffee Break, and your colleague, I do believe, Ola Lasowski, Matt Kittle, 830-ish news and views. Yeah, Ola has uh, had a really good detailed report a deep dive into the uh, the latest public school grades issued by the Department of Public Instruction. Very interesting stuff you'll find on our site. Well, and, and it is very interesting because right now, Dr. Tony Evers, who's being sued, I can't understand why. Yes, I can. And uh, the horde, the growing number of Democratic candidates for governor from Assembly Rep Dana Walks to Senator Kathy Vinehout to a firefighter from Madison to a business person I haven't figured out from where and Dr. Evers. Have I got all five of them right? <laughs> I think so. That's yeah, very good. That's the crowded field. You didn't even have to use a lifeline. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think some of them pretty soon are going to need a lifeline, Matt Kittle, for their campaigns because. Even though there are issues with Foxconn and whether or not the governor will run on it or from it, and more to be done by municipalities down in the southeast part of the state to part with more money to make the infrastructure improvements that Foxconn requires, we're still supposedly making progress in so many areas. But what are you seeing as you take the pulse of these things investigative reporter Matt Kittle. Well, uh, first and foremost, let's go to Foxconn, because that's going to be, if not the story of the year, it's going to be the the top three stories of the year. I can't see it not being the story of the year. And you talk about Foxconn playing a part in the 2018 election. I think Governor Scott Walker is going to run on Foxconn, because if Foxconn delivers half of what it promises it will deliver, you've got thousands of jobs in southeast Wisconsin and thousands more across the region and a transformational uh, uh, economic project. You know, we're talking about the the reintroduction of manufacturing and high-tech manufacturing at that. It's very significant. There was a piece out last week and a statement, and I, I had an opportunity to talk to uh, the state representative, uh, Adam uh, uh, Nalen, who came out with uh, a statement talking about how if a Democrat is elected governor, Foxconn could be in jeopardy, but not just Foxconn. It would be a rollback of you know some of the progress that has been made on regulation reform to set up a state that truly is open for business. And, uh, you know, these are big considerations. Uh, it's 
It's the economy, buddy. I'll say it that way. James Carville, borrowing from James Carville's famous line back in uh, 91, 92, and the election pitted uh, Bill Clinton against uh, George H.W. Bush. But yeah, it's this is about the economy. This is about not just Foxconn, but setting the stage to create a more vibrant economy, to truly be open for business. At the same time, you're asking for the polls. One of the concerns being um, raised by conservative Republicans, certainly, is that uh, we are indeed open for business in Wisconsin, but are we always open to the free market? And I think that goes back to minimum markup laws, these old relics, a lot of stuff in need of reform. And that's what's kind of going on in the Republican Party. There is this, um, and I don't think it's, it's a battle that's going on necessarily, but there is a different uh, point of view from some of the, the real core conservatives and, uh, you know, the more establishment-style Republicans. Uh, it'll be interesting to see more. And as always, Matt Kittle, we appreciate you again, mkittle at MacGyverInstitute.com. And until next Monday, when hopefully we can talk positively about the Packers, thanks so much for joining us. Be well. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. And that's going to do it for us. As always, be thankful, be thoughtful, take care of each other. Talk to you tomorrow.